Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Road to High Five, where we get the opportunity to talk with members of the High Five staff and learn a little bit about them, where they came from and how they ended up here. I think to begin, I think it's best to give the listeners a quick intro to who you are and what your role here is at High Five. My name is Tom Miller. I'm the Director of Development at High Five. And I've been here for about two years. I came to High Five after about 40 years of work as a fundraiser Hmm. and um, retired uh, and couldn't stand being retired. And High Five was looking for a fundraiser with a lot of experience and willing to work for no pay. And I fit the bill. <laughs> you, you were the perfect man for the job. It was like it was yeah, meant for you. I was ideal, yeah. So you mentioned that you, you did work with fundraising and stuff prior to working here. Any specifics? Any locations that people might be familiar with? Oh, sure. Um, I worked for uh, Trinity College, the University of Denver, uh, St. Paul School in, in Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, worked for... Uh, the Aloha Foundation, the the Aloha Camps, um, and worked as a consultant with a company called Ketchum, running uh, capital campaigns for nonprofits all over the eastern half of the country. How did you specifically hear about High Five and even the job? I found out about it in in a local uh, advertising uh, website. And knew one of the board members, and I knew that if there was any interest in my application, that he would be able to provide specific information. High Five was interesting because I spent virtually my entire professional career working for educational institutions Mm. that oftentimes were pursuing unusual curricular programs, Mm. um, whether it was curricular integration, that sort of thing. So experiential learning was familiar to me. The Mm. adventure-based part of it was not so familiar, but because of the Aloha camps, I was aware where High Five had built uh, many of the courses there. There are on on several of the the camp's campuses. Um, I was aware of the outcomes of the use of the challenge courses, and and then made the association with High Five and understood that there was something very important that happened here. Is there people that you had connected with previous to High Five that when you came to High Five you realized there was a connection that you didn't know of? Uh, yeah, there was there was a, a colleague. Uh, well, actually, several connections. Um, one person that I had worked with at the Aloha Foundation uh, was in a, a group of of. Uh, uh, people that I met in the hallway at High Five, and I happened to, you know, look around at the faces of a group of people that were assembled, and suddenly there was a there was a friend from from Aloha, and discovered after I had had um, had joined the High Five staff that there were several Aloha Foundation alums who were working for High Five, so I was able to. Um, relate to them right away because we had a shared common background. Going a little bit further back um, in your history, how did, how did you even get into doing the development stuff? What, what was your starting point? Did you study this at college? Was this just a happenstance that you ended up in this doing the work you do now? Uh, no, there, there were no courses in fundraising when I was in college. They actually 
taught you liberal arts and educated you. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not the case now. That's no, not the case no, now. You could definitely do a fundraising degree now. Well, people do do fundraising <laughs> yeah. degrees, which I find astonishing. Um, I backed into it. Um, I had uh, worked for my own college as uh, an alumni director and, and, um, and then went to work for uh, a bank um, in a trust department where I found out about charitable trusts and that sort of thing. And the two, combining the two, uh, presented itself in the form of a job offer from Wellesley College uh, to do planned giving there. And that was really the start of, of my work in, in, in fundraising. So the next few questions, we're going to go into some quick-fire questions. Um, first thing that comes to your head, um, some of them make some sort of sense, some of them are nonsensical, so we'll see where it goes. But name a movie you enjoyed as a child. Wow. <laughs> there st- as no, a child? Yeah, as a child. There were no moving pictures when I was a child. <laughs> So what uh, theatrical performances did you see on the stage or on the street corner? All right. (laughs) Can we move the clock forward? Sure. All right. Uh, One of the the movies that I enjoy quite a lot is uh, A River Runs Through It. What, what, why, why that movie? What specifically about that movie? Well, I'm a fly fisherman, oh. and and so it is about it, part of it is about fly fishing, yeah. um, and and it is filmed in Montana, which is just one of my favorite places, and it deals with at least in terms of the kids involved who become young men, it it deals with their education. Uh, their father is a minister, and he sees fly fishing as a means to appreciating and understanding the natural world um, in both its physical reality and its spiritual reality. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's another example of learning and growing um, through experience to the out, with the outdoors, mm-hmm. with, with doing things and you know, learning things in the outdoors. Um, it's just it's a very profound movie. Name a song you have sung at least twice out loud in a car. Dance, Dance, Dance by the Beach Boys. <laughs> Perfect. That's an excellent one. That, yeah, that's something you, you would sing out loud. I can, I can yeah, see You it. don't know it. So if I you wanted me it. to sing it, I could sing anything I wanted to, and you'd think I was singing the song. <laughs> <laughs> Name your favorite side dish. French fries. French fries. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to upset you. And I, I, Don't I call like them upset. chips. Don't no, call them no, chips. I, I chips I are getting. a soggy and poor <laughs> imitation of French fries. <laughs> I was going to say, which is also not going to, you're not going to like, that I actually don't like French fries. I knew that. Oh, you did know that. That's why I said French fries. Oh, you did it for a malicious yes, intent. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, if you had to live the remainder of your life as an animated character, who would it be? I am Batman. Ah, oh, wow, wow. The voice, too. See? Really? Well, for a moment, I thought that Batman was with me in the car yeah. and where, where had Tom uh, disappeared to. Okay. Yeah. 
So this one is uh, one that I've brought up at Adventure Basics Workshops. So this is uh, a very serious question, right. as you could probably assume is coming. Um, would you rather fight a hundred horses that are the size of a duck or one duck the size of a horse? Well, I have a horse. Yep. And the idea of fighting a hundred of them, even duck-sized, is not something that I would look forward to. No, dense muscles, don't you agree? I, well, I, and people see hundred and, and think, teeth and hooves. And, hooves. Yeah, and they know how to use them. Um, Some so, people, even so in So fighting a duck that's the yeah. size of a horse is, is a manageable prospect, even for me. Even for you. Even I, for me. I would say one thing that ducks have hollow bones. What an advantage we have. You know, rather than the denseness of a horse's bone. Would you? You've re- thought a lot about this. <laughs> I've asked the obviously, question yeah, right. Lots of people want to kick the horses. That's where I'm going with this. Lots of people say I want to choose the horses because I'll kick them all, and I think they would break their feet. I, yeah, and I wouldn't kick a horse anyway. So no, it's so cruel, right? And you can talk ducks into being reasonable. They're very they're rational beings. They really. Oh yeah, yeah. You can have a good conversation with a duck. <laughs> You have you obviously you you haven't invested I, I the time in the next person in this car seat next to me will be a duck duck dialogue. Would you rather age one year every time you sneeze, or repeat grades kindergarten through twelve as an adult? Both are unattractive. Prospects. Absolutely, that's the point of it. <laughs> so There's we're, not going to be a good we're one. We're choosing the lesser choosing of two, a, two evils here. Yeah. Would you rather age a year every time you sneezed, it, it, or repeat grades kindergarten through twelve as an adult? It, at my age, anything that shortens my lifespan, even you know, sneeze related, yeah. um, is unattractive at best. So I guess I would prefer to repeat all the grades. The fact is that. As old as I am and as smart as I am, <laughs> I could undoubtedly skip grades. Oh, so you're just assuming that you would just bump up anyway and skip. Yeah, exactly. Ah, that's a smart. You've chosen a smart it's, one. Yeah, it's a, kind of like I'm, I'm hoping to do with this interview. <laughs> You've got one more question. That's oh, perfect. I thought I was going to skip the yeah, last Yeah, no, last question. Um, final question. What is a job you would like me to have? This could go so many ways. <laughs> it could go so many ways. I will say, of, of people that I've interviewed so far, I've been told to they'd like to see me clean toilets. They've seen me in a sewer system. For some reason, that's where people's brains go. But I don't want to influence. I would, I would like, I mean, it, 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 this is a site-related thing. I would like to see you as a climbing hold. <laughs> You've transformed me into an inanimate object. You want me to be well, and climbed I think upon. That that's, uh, hmm? You want me to be climbed upon as a hold. Yeah, you know, right. Kids with sweaty hands and dirty feet and that sort of thing, um, using you to get ahead in life, and and they do that anyway, but but not in <laughs> quite as direct a fashion. But yeah, no, you'd still be contributing to individual growth and development and transformation, um, but in a much more fundamental and and. And, and perhaps even effective way. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tom. I've really, really appreciated this uh, interview. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. And can you say, thanks for listening to High Five? 
Thanks for listening to High Five. <laughs> and then what about thanks for listening to High Five's podcast? Can you do it? Okay, try. Thanks for getting Arthur's guide. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We certainly appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you have any thoughts, comments, feedback, or ideas about the content, please email us at the creatively named email address podcast at highfiveadventure.org. That's podcast at high h i g h five the number five adventure dot org. Thank you so much. Bye.